Good morning, good evening, whatever time it is that you're listening. Um, this is Sarah Denise with another episode of Batty Talks Podcast. Um, so I read a lot and most of the times when I read, I read urban fiction books. Um, the sex books that we used to read when we were in like middle school, those still interest me because they're um, super interesting. And nowadays, the authors are putting so much effort into making them super realistic, um, even by the geographic locations that they use in the books. And I just I just love the fact that they're so realistic. Um but I also wanted to be able to expand my mind and to understand, um, you know, things that I'm still trying to learn about myself, learn about other women around me, especially with the Baddie Talks group on Facebook. Um, I think that it's important for us to understand that we are all not alike. And that is why sometimes we are super far on different ends of the spectrum when it comes to um our opinions on things, the way we look at things, our perspectives. But I also think that's important for us to know, um, to, you know, it's important for us to be on different sides of the spectrum because we have different, um, we can bring different things to the table because of our life experiences. You know, they are different. So, um, I went to the library yesterday with my children and I was just, I, I went straight to, um, my norm. I went straight to the urban fiction books and I was like, I don't know, like not this time. And it also may be because I have two authors that, um, that are like my favorites right now. Um, Autumn Ladon, that's my girl. And then Christine Davis, their books are really good. You can check them out on Kindle. Um, and also, um, if you reach out to them on Facebook, they also have paperback copies as well. But, um, so I was really, you know, I didn't, I didn't really need, I didn't need the, the urban fiction books this time because I've gotten my dose of those reading their books. Um, so I went to the nonfiction books and I found the African-American, um, authors. I went to their sections and, um, then I was like, you know what? I really want to read more of James Baldwin. So I went and got one of his books. I went and got if Bill Street could talk, um, because I'm sure I've read that before, but I wanted to read it again as an adult. Um, so I, uh, I found that book and then I found um, a book and the title is The Real Lives of Strong Black Women, Transcending Myths, Reclaiming Joy. And I don't want to tell you about the author yet because I didn't realize something about the author until I was, you know, I, I began to read. So... Um, the book starts off um, about a child and their mother and how they didn't really understand um, self-love or any type of love really because of the struggles that they saw that their mom went through. Um, just like they talked about how black women, we tend to take on every single thing, every um, happy uh, moment, every sad moment, every horrific moment in other people's lives as well as our own, and that we put um, everyone's else's, everyone else's issues and problems be- take precedence over what we have going on. So um, he talks about, um, I mean, the author, she talked about um, how their mother would go to work every day. Well, at first she wasn't working. 
she wasn't working. The father was the only one working, but they were like, it was very hard. Um, penny pension, it was super hard for them to be able to um, raise their children that way. So the mother got a job and she was cleaning um, houses for um, white people. So uh, the author talked about how, you know, when the mom got the job, she was literally at work all day. And then she would come home and she would make sure her husband had what he needed. Um, she would make sure her children had what she needed, what they needed. And um, there was really no time at all for her to do what she needed to do for herself. And um, nothing, not even, you know, maybe a quick shower before um, she went to bed or maybe even getting a bite to eat before she went to bed. But that was really it. And that was an everyday thing. So, um the author talks about how eventually they noticed that, that, you know, their, their mother wasn't doing anything for herself. And I think that, um, a lot of us, um, mothers in general, um, we can relate to that is that we are so busy making sure that everyone else has what they need, that we don't get what we need. The author talks about how, um, we can't, be optimal in anyone's lives if we're not optimal in our own lives. So we're not making sure that we have what we need. Um, and I think it's, you know, especially when it comes to our children, we pour so much into them and, you know, and we're supposed to, and it's a good thing that we do, but we pour so much into them that there's, we're, we're really pouring nothing into them because we have nothing for ourselves. Um, and I thought that was important to note because I know that, you know, we we spend so much time making sure that, you know, our children feel loved and we spend so much time making sure that they have what they need. And um, sometimes we do it to the point where they have everything that they need and we know that they feel loved, but we still don't feel like it's enough. And um, I'm not married, but I, I've seen that in um, the group, the Batty Talks group on Facebook when we've talked about um, issues that women have had with their husbands and stuff like that. And, and I really don't say much because I'm not married, but from experiences, you know, seeing my parents and my grandparents or whatever, it saddens me because I want to, sometimes I want to ask the married individuals, like, do you think that as much as you pour into your husband, are you getting that same thing back? Um, I think that we feel you know, we, we kind of get like the whole, um, submission thing, you know, we get a little confused because that's not, uh, <laughs> you can't, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, like I said, I don't really like to speak on that much because I'm not married, but what I do know, um, that we have to be strong for ourselves. We have to make sure that we are, um, able to, uh, take care of ourselves. I think that's super, super important is that we can um, take care of ourselves. Um, another thing that I read, um, this I'm going to read this straight from the book. It says, um, while stylish luggage becomes a sophisticated traveler, excessive personal baggage can cause the death of intimacy in any relationship. Some strong sisters carry their baggage from relationship to relationship like they are going on an around-the-world cruise. 
Being strong, and this is what I wanted to really focus on, being strong for everybody else often means that you are constantly relieving others of their baggage. Consequently, many strong black women, and the author uses um, strong black women, all caps. So anytime that's used in the book, it's in all caps. Um, Seldom have room in their baggage for, for their own stuff. They don't take the time to clean out their own suitcases. Even worse, I know strong black women who will take the emotional turmoil of their loved ones and place it into their own baggage as if to say, here, baby, let me take that. It's too heavy for you to carry. This kind of strength behavior is also referred to as dysfunctional rescuing. Black women who inappropriately rescue their loved ones from their uncomfortable or challenging experiences rob those loved ones of their opportunity to experience personal responsibility. So I thought that was really important to read because that goes for our children, that goes for our spouses, our boyfriends, husbands, wives, girlfriends, um, and they all talk about platonic relationships. So, you know, like our children, um, our brothers and sisters, our friends, is that we take on so much of their issues is that we do not make them responsible or accountable for their own issues. So that was important to... Um, and it talks about how... Uh, and I'm going to read this also straight from the book. It says, The truth of the matter is, many strong black women are living incomplete lives. After centuries of being, quote, good women, unquote, today's black women finally realize a, quote, unquote, good woman and a happy woman are two different species. Being strong is not a guarantee for salvation or happiness, especially in the case of black women. Um, I'm trying to see if I wanted to read the next line. Okay. This is the last line I'm going to read. So it says, for one, being everybody's everything is not getting a sister's personal needs met. Yes. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I thought those were important to read because, like I said, even in our our um, friendships and stuff like that, we will, if our, if our girlfriend or boyfriends or whatever have something going on, we'll pick up that phone no matter what we have going on instead of you know and it's the fact that now you're taking on not only what you're going through but you're now taking on something that someone else is going through when before you even get a chance to figure out or get over um whatever situation that you're dealing with right now so I thought that was important and also the first um little excerpt from the book that I read about um uh where was it dysfunction or rescuing um so basically what I took from that is like I said taking on other people's issues before you've even gotten a chance to really process what you're going through be able to find ways to fix what you're going through whatever I thought that was um important to read so um one thing I wanted to note about this book and I kind of already spit it out on accident is the fact that this book is actually written by a black man. So um, I thought that was completely awesome because of the fact that the book was super, um, has been already. I'm not nowhere near finished. I wanted to take my time with this book because a lot of times I will read and zoom through a book and then I'll have to go back and read it again because I, I know that I didn't process and understand everything that the author was trying to get me to understand. 
So I made sure that I, that I'm taking my time and reading every page slowly so that I can um, process everything. I was trying to look for um, something that I, I can't find it. Um, Another part of the book talked about self-love. And we talked about this um, at the second annual Battle Talks event about how um, we, we, individuals, we, we have our own way of um, getting our self-love. Self-love is not the same for everyone because some people, you know, when we ask about, when some people ask the group, like, what are some things that you all do, you know, to make sure that you're getting the self-love and self-care that you need? And for a lot of people, it's, you know, extravagant things. And I don't mean extravagant, it's like expensive or anything like that. But I mean, just certain, for some people, that's not what, they don't do those things and that's not what they need to get their self-love. So, Um, Some of the examples are to uh, go get a massage or, you know, go go buy something expensive, something that you may have wanted for a while. But some people, it's a little more simplistic than that. It can just be being able to take a shower by yourself or being able to um, take a walk. So uh, I've been trying to do that lately because the... um, the group in itself is a lot to take on. Um, for those of you that my listeners that are in the group, it's a lot to take on. And then I have three children as the people in the group know. Um, I don't know if all my listeners know that, but also to, um, working and I work with children and I work with kids that have autism, um, spectrum disorder. So I work with, um, it's a very challenging job. So I've been trying to make sure that, you know, I'm going to go get that bottle of wine that I like, or I'm going to, you know, um, take this walk or I'm going to eat this, you know, one piece of chocolate cake that I like or whatever. So I make sure that I do that. And I think that's super important. And, um, like I said, it doesn't have to be something super extravagant. It can literally be something simple or something that you're not able to do. Like I'm literally not able to take a shower by myself. My, um, two-year-old son, if I'm in the bathroom, he is outside of that bathroom, banging, 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 banging on the door. So um, now I make sure, like, uh, I'll take my showers when he goes to sleep so that I can peacefully take a shower in peace. So um, I really, 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 I mean, I really recommend every woman, not just black women, but I really, even men, I I think that for the the women that are in relationship with men, I think that it's this book will be a good book to read with your spouse. Um, I'll read the title again. It's called The Real Lives of Strong Black Women, Transcending Myths, Reclaiming Joy. And it's by, like I said, a man. His name is Toby Tompkins. And I thought that was so awesome that it's written by a man because of the fact that he made sure um, that it didn't look like it was coming from a male's point of view. It literally um, seems like I'm reading the experiences, the experiences of a black woman. But what he did was he didn't talk as if he knew everything or like he had it all figured out. He basically is writing a book from experiences of other black women. So he did um, interview black men and ask them like not their personal experiences, but what they saw in the black woman in their lives, their mothers, their sisters, their cousins, their um, mothers. 
So I thought that was super, super cool and super dope that he didn't try to write the book like he knew it all. Um, But like I said, what I'm getting from the book right now, uh, the first chapter, once you get into like the intro and all that stuff, the first chapter talks about self-love and self-care. And I think that is super important for all my listeners, not just my women listeners, my male listeners too, um, to whatever you like to do that, you know, sometimes you're not always able to do because maybe your job or your children or, you know, whatever you have going on in your life that you make sure that you give yourself that, um, as much as possible. I'm not even going to say once a week or get an hour. No, as much as possible because you can't be optimal in anyone's life if you're not optimal in your own life. Um, so I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to talk about this more is the more that I read this book is like, I'm learning more about myself and my friends around me. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to talk about this again. Um, we're going to talk about it in the group a lot because it's amazing. And I think that everyone should read this book. I've never read a book that I, um, felt like I felt, I feel this book. Like last night I was thinking about it after I was reading, I was like, Oh, I want to keep reading. I know I got to get up and go to work. But, um, most important self-love super important it comes before um all the other you know platonic love and stuff like that it comes before all that you're all that you have to make sure that you have a cup to pour (laughs) so um thank you so much for listening I know this is a short one I just wanted to um share with y'all some of the book and what I've gotten from the book so far um I love y'all I'm gonna be back super soon so that we can continue to talk about Uh, more of the book. I love y'all. Thanks for listening to another episode of Batty Talks Podcasts.